We begin our contemplations on politics by contemplating the nature of law, which is one of two instruments that politics uses to enforce itself upon the world, the other being war. Modern philosophy of law is neither philosophy nor law. In one end of the spectrum of modern philosophy of law, we have natural law theory. Consistent with Western society's hijacking of Christian dogma, only without the Christianity, these philosophers try to hijack the concepts of law of St. Augustine and St. Thomas Aquinas only with the, without their divine law basis, by which they conclude that an unjust law is not law. Through the delusion of treating words as more real than reality, natural law theory argues that the meanings of morality, good, evil, and justice in an indifferent universe are not simply social constructs, but things in themselves. And the universal law denotes the means by which the true meaning of morality is empowered in human society through social governance, searching to accomplish justice among the good and the evil. As Ludwig Wittgenstein said, using quotation mark, a substantive makes us look for a thing that corresponds to it, close quotation mark. Somehow the arbitrary and random violence without meaning that is the existential substance of life has not led natural law theory to conclude that natural law and law might instead be the source of evil and injustice in life, not the source of good and morality. They pay no attention to the existential warning from Albert Camus that quotation mark law comma by definition comma cannot obey the same rules as nature, close quotation mark. None of this natural law version of philosophy of law has any predictive value. Its hypothesis never seek to comply with Occam's razor and are logically and empirically unable to make any quantifiable, parameter-controlled, repeatable, falsifiable predictions of what law will be descriptively. At best, natural law theory can only state what it ought to be in an evaluative and prospective normative sense. To their credit, at least natural law philosophers do not claim nor pretend to be able to do any of these scientific tasks, task, nor to be a science, nor do they even pretend to be naturalized to science. Supposedly, directory, directly contrary to this natural law view, we have what's called legal positivism at the other end of the spectrum, who, according to this theory, have given up on using words such as morality, justice, good, and evil, or any normative concepts to describe law or any necessary attributes of law. To them, law, law is a social construct created by social practices, tolerations, decisions, orders, and other non-legal obligations that are not moral obligations. The existence of a universal called law is dependent not on the merits of any law, nor on whether it is justice, but only on rules that they call rules of recognition, rules of change, and rules of adjudication, and what's called the separability thesis. And by the separability thesis, they mean that law is separate from morality. The social construct universal law, according to this theory, is bound by attributes consistent of rules and of the values of these rules. The problem is, where are these rules? Everywhere and nowhere. How do they know the difference between a rule and a law if they do not know what a law is to begin with? By the power invested in them through the delusion of treating words as more real than reality, as usual, these rules exist everywhere around us in our actions, customs, traditions, and all social constructs, yet they are in no particular place nor time. Are morality and law really separate? 
eventually they admit that they are really not, because lawgivers can consider morality when creating law. Actually, according to legal positivism, law, lawgivers can consider anything they want when creating law. Thus, must not the word law be purely nominal? Is it, it, it is just what those with the power to name law say it is. No, they respond, because the powers that be can only name law if the law gives them the power to name law. It is analogous to arguing that the social construct game of basketball is a universal created by the NBA and its fans issuing rules of basketball, except there are no NBA nor fans, unless the rules of basketball create them. But there are no basketball rules anywhere to be found without the NBA and the fans creating them. The legal positivists have gotten away with this nonsense for almost a century while claiming to be a science or wanting to be naturalized to science shows the power of modern law. Legal positivism can say almost anything it wants as long as it sounds pretty and justifies the present power of law. Worse, unlike natural law theorists, they do claim to be a science or of being naturalized to science through their hypothesis, though their hypotheses never try to comply with Occam's razor and are unable to make any quantifiable, parameter-controlled, repeatable, falsifiable predictions of what law will be descriptively. Further, they cannot even state what law ought to be in any evaluative and prospective normative sense because they, de they deny law has anything to do with morality or ethics. Yet, supposedly, they are still able to interpret law. That they are able to interpret law without preconceived notions of evaluative and prospective interpretation norms is assumed. In between these extremes in modern so-called philosophy of law, there are various hybrids that try to either combine the two or take pieces from both of these to create either a hybrid philosophy of law or simply jurisprudence, which is simply a theory for making and interpreting law that tries to avoid getting into exactly what law is.